Hello, welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We're coming to you live again today from the Lille Grand Palais on the last day of the Series Mania Forum. Joining me to pick over the events of the past few days and talk about the issues top of mind for those working in TV drama right now are Jason Stevens, creative director at Australian production company Lingo Pictures, Mariano Balsega, senior development executive at Spain's Media Pro Studios, and Alex Berger, president of the Oligarchs Productions in France. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Jason, as well as being creative director at Lingo, you're also producer on a series called Lambs of God. That's a, a show that's screening here as part of the official competition and uh, premiering later on this evening. How are you feeling right now? Well, I'm feeling very excited to be here and it's uh, lovely to be invited to uh, Serious Money. It's my first time here. And uh, Lambs of God is, a, yeah, as you said, a four one-hour mini-series we've produced for Foxtel in Australia. Kind of a kooky sort of world. It's a book adaptation about three nuns who live on an isolated island off the coast of England who are visited one day by an ambitious priest who's looking to sell off their land. So uh, it's, a, it's a crazy sort of uh, world that we're, that we're building, but um, we're very happy with it and uh, look forward to showing it to the rest of the world. So that's going out on Foxtel later this year? Correct, uh, around the middle of the year, we think. And tell us a little bit more about the, the origin of the story and, and uh, your involvement in the production. Yeah, well, the, it's based on a book called Lambs of God, written by an Australian author, Morel um, Day. Uh, she wrote the book in the 90s. Uh, the book was quickly optioned in the States and was going to be developed into a feature film in Hollywood. And uh, as these things work out, it was in development for about 10, 12 years in LA. Uh, fell out of option and we heard about it and uh, we picked up the rights. Um, and then we, uh, we broke open the book with the, uh, with the author's consent and we sort of wrote it as four one hours. And then we uh, cast Anne Dowd, who people may know from Handmaid's Tale who plays the matron, um, Jessica Barden, English actress from In the Effing World on Channel 4, uh, and Sam Reed and Essie Davis, Australian actors. And uh, yeah, look, we're really happy with the results. For one hours, there seems to be a bit of a trend in the industry at the minute for, for shorter run series. Is that an example of that, or is it just that, that that's what the material naturally lent itself yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. The book still lent itself to four hours. You know, it's a self-contained story and we couldn't really sustain much more story than that. I mean, as producers, I'm sure, I speak for most producers, we like to do more returnable series in more than four hours, because they're, they're difficult to get up and they're, they're challenged to make. But uh, I guess in terms of these stories, it's like making a feature film. And um, that's how we approach the whole project in terms of the heads of department and, the, and casting process. Um, and now that you know, TV and film has, has kind of blurred that line over the last five or 10 years, um, it's just great to see that you can do that now. Mariano, Media Pro, Media Pro Studios now is, is a, it's a new venture. I mean, you announced just in the past couple of weeks that the company, which is one of Europe's biggest independent uh, television businesses, is launching a new operation and dedicating 200 million euros to really putting you, I guess, even more on the, on the global stage than you have been previously. Yeah, that's right. We we've been no, I mean we've been working almost like a studio for many years now. But uh, because we have many brands, many production companies in Spain and in other parts of the world, but we thought it was important to have like an umbrella brand to to explain to to the world that we're just one big company. 
and yeah and you know with all these merges and you know big announcements being made all the time we think it's it's actually great for us that people understand how big we are and how much investment we're making and you know we're we really want to be leading i mean we're already leading in spain and working with all the big clients and platforms and everything but we want to do that also in the world and we're actually we have we're producing content in 10 of our international offices already. So, so the announcement that we became a studio was just uh, last week, but we're actually moving that way for the past few years already. And you've got something like over 30 series in production this yeah. year. That's across all genres, but uh, talk through some of the drama highlights that you're working on right yes. now. Uh, I myself work in the international branch of the Media Pro because many of those are, for example, 20 of them are only in Spain. But the rest, the, four, the other 14 are throughout the world. Some of them are also in the local offices and with lo I mean with a more local scope, but uh, in, in, in the international one. We have, this year we are right now finishing shooting of a show together with YLE from Finland. It's a, a, like a Mediterranean noir. Uh, it takes place in Fuengirola where there's a little, a big, a huge Finnish community. And there are some crimes there and a Finnish, a, it's called the Paradise, sorry and a Finnish detective comes over to Malaga and investigates this together with a Spanish cop. So it's a very natural co-production. And we're also shooting this summer The Head, which was presented here, I mean, it went to the co-production forum two years ago, which is a thriller taking place in a scientific post in the Antarctic, in an Antarctic, in the Antarctica. And it's a, a survival thriller with lots of uh, uh, funny angles and twists to the story because it's, it takes place when the, the winters, which are the few crew that remain in the base when the sun goes down for several weeks during the polar winter, they stay there alone for like six weeks and then murders start happening and it's a really cool place for a setting for a, for a thriller. Ted Sarandos from Netflix is speaking here at Series Mania just after this, this podcast takes place so I, I won't keep you too long in case you're desperate to go and see him speak but quite how much has that company shaken up the Spanish market other people we've spoken to have said that really they opened up that travel of, of Spanish language content from Spain to Latin America and vice versa there seemed to have been a kind of blockage before well, that. But not, not only Latin America I, I think two of the shows they have screened they, they have shared to their platform which are La Casa de Papel and Elite are top 10 in the world. They're, they're, doing, they're doing great in Asia too, I'm told, uh, Europe, all over the place. So that has brought so much attention to Spanish content, which is just great for everybody. There's, I mean, it's very hard to find a set now where to produce in Spain or technical crew, everybody's, everybody's busy working. So there's a really, really very exciting moment for Spanish content now. Thank, and partly, partly thanks to, of course, Netflix and the globalization of audience it brought and the attention it brought to us. Alex, what about the Oligarch Productions? You're now on season five, I believe it is, of, of the Bureau, the series, that, the spy drama that you produced for Canal Plus. Eric Rochon, my partner and the showrunner, is uh, currently doing the second drafts that we're going to be shooting in ten weeks of the fifth season. Uh, it's like uh, the one-hit wonder company that we were. Uh, with a French language scripted drama that is now sold in a hundred countries and it's surreal a little bit uh, but as you were saying you know uh, the world has become much smaller and the oligarchs and the bureau have 
proven that it doesn't matter what language you shoot in, people are interested in other cultures everywhere. In, in Australia, the Bureau does pretty well, I, I've heard, and in Spain too. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that that glass ceiling of European or outside the United States, I mean, all of a sudden, the world is accepting other genres, or at least our version of a lot of different genres. So the spy genre has definitely been recreated by Eric in a very realistic way. I think our biggest fans have been all of the intelligence services uh, around the world, so it's been funny. And uh, so we're working on several format deals in other countries, one in Asia and one in North America, and maybe another one in, in Europe. And uh, for, that's for the Bureau, Le Bureau des Légendes. Um, and then we have you know, several other shows because we were the first company in France, and this might seem very bizarre, to do a room and to have an objective of setting you know, one season of 10 episodes every year, which was never done in France. I mean, this exists forever in, 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 in the rest of the world, but in France it never happened. So we had to build the process, uh, teach all of our writers, senior and junior writers, to work in that process, in that rhythm. And, uh, and we even had to teach Canal Plus of how it worked because they weren't used to it. They, you know, the fastest shows that they would do were eight episodes every two years. And so now we're, we're, we're trying to take that model into other shows that we're developing, uh, The Oligarchs, which is our show on Russian oligarchs that we're doing in English. And uh, uh, the room starts uh, again uh, in October of this year. And that's going to be show run by Eric Rochon. We have uh, a show called Furtif, or Stealth, uh, about the French Special Forces. And that uh, is uh, going to gear up probably for a platform. Uh, and so we're writing uh, we're writing that show right now, um, a show called La Maison on a French fashion house. That's also an English language show. Um, José Caltagirone uh, uh, is writing that for us, is a showrunner. And uh, uh, a couple of others that we're trying to you know, get going. All of these are through different platforms or channels and ubiquitous as much as we can. So you're all working, uh, obviously, in, in production. Each market that you're in has its own specific challenges, I guess, but there are also common ones that you face when you're operating in an international environment. What's kind of top of mind at the moment for all of you? Well, in Australia, you know, where we are, because the, the drama boom is happening around the world, we are losing quite a few writers to overseas countries and uh, creatives. I mean, it's always happened in Australia over the years. You know, our, our directors and writers have gone to the States, or actors particularly, and, and, and made it big over there. But um, I think it's increasingly difficult to keep people in Australia at the moment, um, which, which makes it difficult to find writers and, and directors. And um, we're finding with the shows we're doing at the moment, that's, that's a, a quite a sort of immediate challenge to try and cast shows with the sort of high profile and experience that networks are, you know, are wanting because our shows are traveling so much more. So it's kind of this vicious circle of, you know, um, 
the reasons why um, the actors can't do it is because of the boom, but that's been great for everybody as well. So I think, you know, in terms of production, that's, that's, that's an issue in Australia at the very least, but I'm sure it's happening around the world in terms of the explosion of drama. Well, welcome to the golden age of scripted drama. I mean, it's, that, it's a challenge in France um, because there's only so much as a finite amount of talent. We use only people from the film industry. Uh, our, our, our actors are all, uh, well, we have at least three of them that won the César Award, so we're very focused on, on, on that type of talent. That's becoming more and more rare. I mean, there's going to be three more platforms in France, uh, and you coming in also with the, with the soccer. We can't wait to, Media Pro, I can't wait to put my money on that. Uh, that's good. Tough, tough for Canal, but it's good for us. Um, no, I think the big challenge is there's, a, is there's a world that's split in two. And there is the US type model, the studio model, totally vertically integrated, where writers and producers essentially sell their rights and get a fee. Um, and there is the European model, which made independent production companies so strong, which is they retain rights. And, we, and, and what was voted yesterday in the European Parliament was extraordinarily if great. It's a, the greatest news, which is the copyright. You cannot, uh, 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 an author cannot be separated by his rights. Therefore, there is going to be a payment aspect ongoing and that the platforms, but all the channels are going to have to figure in what that residual aspect is to their business model. And so for us, that's really good for talent. It's really good because it means that they will be effectively paid based on how much the show is going to be seen. And so I think it's a good, good thing. The, the, everything is changing. I mean, we're going through such a huge paradigm shift that's gonna affect every aspect of our business. But there's only one thing that's good about all this content is still king and people human beings love stories and you know at the end of the day that's what we do we try to put together the best stories possible and now it's in a great time to be in our business i think it's the best time even with the challenges that you were talking about um, yeah, for us, I think it's all about, since we're already leading in Spanish content, uh, to, to jump and also make a big step forward in English speaking content with co-productions both in Europe and the rest of the world. Uh, and also trying to, to retain as many rights as we can and distribution, I mean, IP distribution rights in order to have the independence and the, and the long run you know, uh, you know, have an asset. Yeah, have an asset for for. So that's that's the fight we're in, and we're very excited about it because it seems like a like the right wave is just coming through Spain, and we we're in the best place to catch it. It's, it's interesting you talk about moving into English language content when so much of the discussion is about the way in which audiences are willing to embrace non-English language. So. Yeah. But there is still a, a glass ceiling, even in, with the volume of productions. You know, if you if you have an English cast, uh, you you can you go you just jump. Uh, it's a big jump in the in the for everyone. 
so we're trying to, to go there too. I mean, we love Spanish content. I mean, we, that's what we do and that's what, that's what we are great at. But we are not afraid to, I think we, we have the, the talent in our group and the ambition to do, we could, we could compete with anyone um, in, that, in that arena. How do you see things kind of progressing over the remainder of 2019? There was a big announcement from Apple earlier this week about their entry into the, the, the video on demand space and original programming. Disney, Warner Media are also due to, to launch services as well. What's the ripple effects for, for you? Well, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've been talking to all these guys uh, forever, but you know, as an independent producer, all we have is the strength of our experience and how we can package the right shows for every market. I think that what's going to be happening is this multi-domestic aspect that is going to be much more interesting than just the international shows. Multi-domestic, how do I cater to Spain or Italy or something very local in Australia that can travel to certain specific markets and we can, it's not just about co-production, it's about how you build experiences, stories that can work in country by country basis. I think that is a very different way, it's a very horizontal way instead of the vertical way that Burbank essentially, you know, sells the world and this is a, a, a style. I think the strength is going to happen, 2019 I think is, is a remarkable time for companies at least in Europe like, uh, like Media Pro and others that are growing and get it. They're, everybody's becoming smarter, I think we all grew up with some fantastic fare um, and we're looking to be able to do the same thing from Europe at least or from Australia but you're already very successful because you have that common English language. It's very helpful. Yeah. We speak Australian very well <laughs> but it seems to travel most of the time yeah. without subtitles but um, yeah look you know Australian content we were talking earlier about the slap being my business partner produced that yeah. and that was one of those shows which you know, it wasn't particularly Australian, but, you know, talking about shows that travel, or as you were saying, Alex, stories that travel, um, you know, you saw that in Spain. I'm sure people in England saw it as well. And it's one of those stories that had universal themes that worked. And um, as producers, we, we always hope to have those shows that will do that. But of course, you know, we don't always find them. So it's, it's just finding those dice. gems. Absolutely. But I think that that's, I mean, what I love to see what's happening here in Lille is the fact that it is, of course, always these big uh, studios and these big companies and distribution companies, but there are more of them that are emerging because they have locomotive products. I mean, Media Pro is certainly an example of that. Um, and for us, you know, we're just, we always try to find the best partners for every project and make it uh, uh, the addition of these forces even bigger. And I think that this is what's happening certainly in 2019 and 2020 with all of these platforms that are going to emerge um, they need more i mean we work with hbo in the us they went from uh, we'll do 12 to 15 shows to we need 45 shows uh, because we need to fill the void apple plus our tv apple tv plus um, is in the same way. It's great. They have, you know, 12 shows that they're up and going. They need 400. So it's all good for us. I mean, 
Yes, definitely. Of course, everybody is talking about the competition being so hard with um, so many people. And of course, to, to, to make a difference when there's so much product out there and so much content. I think it happens to every one of us that when you, you open the Netflix page and you start browsing and you, you're so, you, you, many times you don't even find what you want to see because there's so much of it you, you actually get, you, you get blocked. Uh, and this happens also, I think, in, I mean, in the market you need to find really distinctive uh, projects that you can really communicate well and hopefully make the, you know, a story like this lab or any other that really makes it and, and you know, stands out in the middle of this humongous jungle where everybody's <laughs> pitching to everybody. So it's, 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 hot, it's very exciting, but it's also it's not easy to, to actually to, to have a breakthrough in this. Well, thank you very much. That is all we have time for, I'm afraid, in this episode. Thanks to my guests, Jason, Mariano and Alex. That's the last of our podcasts live from Lille. But there'll be more from us next week. And in the meantime, remember to stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following C21 online, on Twitter and on mobile. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank Merci. you.